Hello and welcome to Fake Flowers. Uh, this is a podcast about nothing and everything. Um, I'm Karina Abbott. Today I've got uh, Henry Zimmerman, Connor Callahan, and Cooper Martin with me, and we're just gonna we're just gonna discuss some things and play some games and have some fun. Thanks for tuning in. Should we go to some Ask Reddit questions? Sure. What is the worst or best thing a teacher has said or done for your self confidence? I have a in fourth grade for like a, it was like a writing class we had to make a comic and um like I literally don't remember what my joke was but my teacher said I don't get it and I was like crushing <laughs> <laughs> that is crushing you remember what I think it was I have no idea I wish I did i I think my parents have it somewhere, but it was like something about aliens or something. And um, like my parents were like, it's like they got it, but you know, maybe it was bad and they just were being nice parents, but. No, it was probably over her head. Yeah, it was too, my, it was too sophisticated. Like a new fair, cartoon. Yeah. You do need a pretty high IQ to understand Cooper's cartoons. <laughs> yeah. I inspired Rick and Morty in that way. <laughs> I also had a writing-related confidence hit from a teacher, much like Cooper, um, but it was like a ninth or 10th grade writing class, and I got accused of plagiarism, and my teacher was like, oh, you don't know this word, and it was myriad, um, and I was like, okay, but I know what a thesaurus is, and you taught us to use them. Anyways, big old thing, the principal gets involved, I go to the library to get it checked in one of those early 2010 you know, plagiarism checkers, comes up not plagiarized. So I have the librarian run that report, parents, teachers, whatever, it's all involved. And she wouldn't apologize for accusing me of plagiarism. Like I didn't plagiarize. Yeah, it was so hurtful. And I dropped out of high school, like two years after, or a year after that. Why, like, what a, what a terrible thing to do to a kid. Like there's, you're too dumb to know this word. (laughs) Well, and like, it made me like doubt like how the world saw me. Cause you know, I was wearing like a metal t-shirt and had long hair, you know, I kind of wasn't a grade A student. And so did this person think I was stupid cause I was dressed yeah. that way. And yeah. then it was just like so hard line on her assumption that once the proof was there and we were all in the room she just wouldn't say, I'm sorry. Yeah. It just really hurt me that like this person would do that to a student. <clears throat> so anyways, it all got worked out. I've met many good teachers since, but man, sometimes one teacher just does things like that something like that team that sticks with you. I think um, that also reminds me of a time where you were telling me the proper use of myriad, because a lot of people will say a myriad of things. And that's how I thought it was. And then I was like, you said, no, it's just myriad. Like there are myriad of options. Or there are yeah. myriad options. See, I still don't really understand it. Well, but Yeah, you are using it like the proper way. Of course, I believe mm-hmm. that when we say a myriad, that's fine too, because people understand sure. it. Um, but the well, I just, I, I just remember, that, oh, go ahead. I was just saying, the only reason I know that is because she told me I didn't know that word, so. And that's where the situation came in where I was like, oh, are you sure? And you were like, yes, I am sure. <laughs> You're like very firmly like, trust me, I am correct about this. Uh, <laughs> and I, I now know it's because of that story. But. See, it, these little drops in the lake of our life leave echoes for decades yeah if i had a teacher story it's kind of the opposite 
but also not. It was kind of a backhanded compliment, but it was a college professor that really did not enjoy my presence. And uh, then I got in one of her classes. And at the end, I wrote this really good paper that she gave me like 100% on. Um, and when she like handed it back to me, it was like the last day of class. She goes, I never would have thought you would do something like this. And I was like, <laughs> oh, thanks. Which is like the best I ever got. But <laughs> like, she was like, basically said, when you signed up for this class, I thought you were going to fuck it up. <laughs> so and it says yeah. more about her than it does about you it just says Seriously. she never thought you could do that doesn't mean you couldn't do it yeah that means she was yeah, dumb i did it all right what's next uh Unless karina do you have a teacher story oh um i think in like kindergarten i got a yellow card once and it really hurt me because you know you have like the green yellow red cards on the little thing and you have to change it so people know if you were bad that day it's like you know to try to get you to behave Wait, i actually don't know this could you explain it a little more there's it was like a, like a, it was a new age teaching style you know it's like a stoplight system so if you do something wrong once like you get a warning um and you get have to change your card from green to yellow on like the board and it's in front of the whole class you know so it's like kind of embarrassing and then if you you know, do something wrong again, you have to change it to a red card and then, you know, so on and so forth and get like sent out or something. But I just, I remember it was like, they were handing out stuff that they said, don't read it, just put it in your backpacks for your parents. But I wanted to know what it was. So I read it and I was like reading it and she was like reprimanded me and made me change my card to yellow. And I was like, what was it? What was it about? Like, I that you remember. were. It was just, I mean, <laughs> just like I was nothing. like, five yeah it was just like something for the parents to sign or something did you did your teacher ever say go flip your card was that the phrase that they used because that's what they said at our school and it was I a fucking devastating said... phrase <laughs> it's like chopped yeah go change your card <laughs> you've yeah. been chopped and it was it, i remember you are the so guilty thing. oh i have another one too actually so okay. i wasn't an a student but i usually got like pretty good grades but this one time i just like didn't feel like doing my homework so I like half-assed it and I got an F on it and this is pretty messed up in to in general but she would hand out according to like A's first like so top grade to lowest grade and it would hand out by name so everyone knew like what you got um which was humiliating enough but it was the first time I'd ever gotten a low grade like that and when she saw my name in the F section she was like Karina and was like made a big deal out of it and it was humiliating and I went home crying and I was like mom she just like called me on front of everybody and I just I'm so sorry and the next day I think my, my mom called her and was like this was not okay um and she made me a I'm sorry card oh my god <laughs> she made me a card to apologize and she was so sweet you know it was just like she didn't mean to do it but yeah that always sticks in my mind too um okay the title of the last song you listened to is now your cause of death what did you die of Ooh, let's see uh, check my spotify real quick <laughs> yeah oh my god minor oh at the dial of you i don't know what that means minor at the it, dial of, so you is that who's gonna kill me minor i guess spooky <laughs> mine's just uh michelangelo <laughs> 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 Mine is pretty good. 
it's just lamp. <laughs> that's, that's great. I'd buy Mine is uh, Hey Ma by Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what that means, but yeah, I guess Cameron's going to come and, you know, in his big fluffy pink jacket and kill me. Just jack shredded Cameron? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's going to be 2000s Cameron, too. <laughs> With the pink extra, suit. Extra strong, yeah. Yeah, this is along sort of along the same lines. It's music related. It was just a tweet that I saw earlier, and I thought it was kind of funny. Um, your wife has been kidnapped and is being held in a location thirty minutes away. You're driving to rescue her. It's a warm night. Your windows are down. Do you listen to music on the drive there? Yes or no? <laughs> would you? Uh, I'm gonna say yes. What would you listen to? So I'm Pipe going to music? rescue her. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, something, something to get me in the mood for fighting yeah. or whatever. Kung fu fighting. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> but it's remember, it's a thirty-minute drive, so you can't blow kung fu fighting oh, first because yeah. then you have to like, listen to it again. You get an end yeah. <laughs> Quick, make a playlist. Yeah, how in yeah? How in danger is she? Because like maybe you could throw together a quick playlist. <laughs> but then yeah. if she were to ever find out, like right, you, you stop to make a playlist yeah <laughs> she's like really you were listening to venetian snares before you came to rescue me <laughs> i thought it was like do you think that your performance like it would get you pumped enough to make it worth it waiting the extra time you know like maybe you would get your ass kicked if you had to sit in silence for half an hour before you went and fought someone yeah yeah like if if i'm driving there and i'm just listening to like npr that's gonna put me in kind of a like a mellow right. mood i'm not yeah. gonna be able to throw yeah. hands yeah you know npr is like... the opposite of violence you know? <laughs> I, I was thinking about the npr thing because if i'm hopping in my car i'm probably not gonna futz with like turning some music on but i'll put the radio on i'm always tuned to npr <laughs> you know maybe i'm i'm pretty you know emotional i'm going through all this stuff i need a calm 30 minute drive so i have a cool <laughs> head when i go into that situation my wife is in danger i don't want to be chaotic loose cannon go in there guns a blazing just get like shot in the eye my wife um, exactly but if i go in there and i'm like you know interesting what's going on in um belarus right now you know my mind is clear and i go in there thinking how can i save my wife no no vengeance i can worry about the vengeance later that's the sequel also just broadening your mind and sort of realizing like you know, you don't have it the worst. Like, there's other people who have it worse than than you. you listen to some news stories, and you're like, other people are also struggling. You know, maybe I my don't... wife got kidnapped, but other people are have troubles too. <laughs> I don't think I need that thought while I'm trying to rescue her. Like, I can think about it later. But yeah. I I think like <laughs> if I got there and my wife is like, you know, imprisoned, right? And I'm like, honey, you should see on the brighter side of things. Some people have it worse, you know. I don't think that's really helpful. I just got to thinking. I was listening to this really good NPR story on the way over. And I was thinking, that's exactly how it goes. (laughs) Have you heard about those Chilean miners? I mean, they they were trapped for, you were here for an hour, 30 minutes. You're fine. You got here, what? You've been here since 6 p.m.? They were there for weeks, you know? After whining. Get in the car. I bet these nice gentlemen. 
let's let's talk to these nice gentlemen see what they're up to what what was their intention you know yeah. what do you think what did they have going on that caused them to kidnap you yeah you just like start yeah. an npr style interview of the guy i brought my mics and my gear let's get this podcast <laughs> yeah. episode going yeah let's uh let's get some field recordings from these guys i'm trying to sample <laughs> some of their violent outbursts <laughs> All right. Um, do any of you boycott anything? Like, do you have a, a item or a brand or a store or a restaurant that you're like, I'm never going to use or go there again? I yes. like, I try and boycott, you know, like all of the, pretty much everything, you know, like if it's, if it's a brand, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> you just don't like brands. Yeah. I get that. I get that a lot. If you're a brand, fuck you. Yeah. they're just trying to sell you stuff that's the only yeah. reason the brand exists is to sell you something like i think if there's a like a clip from the spongebob that describes me the most it's like when he's walking at night and he goes it sounds like somebody wants to sell me something he's hiding behind the rock um yeah i boycotted specifically the minneapolis dominoes because they always fuck things up and send it like an hour late and it's like a pizza that looks like someone carried it sideways and I'm like, come on, guys. You didn't even put the garlic butter on the crust. Like, I'm, I'm mad. I'm heated. Like, so I don't yeah. order Domino's. It's like you got none pizza left beef. You I was going to say that. None pizza left beef. Yeah, I didn't order that. I got like a pepperoni jalapeno or something. And yeah. That's a good pie. A good pie. I love none pizza left beef. Domino's did like that whole rebrand a couple of years ago. They were like, we know our pizza is terrible, but it didn't get better. Like, I think it did. I actually like it. You now. think it did? Yeah. I have never had a very good Domino's pizza. If you want to know what Domino's used to be like, order Papa John's now. That's, <laughs> that's what old Domino's was like. It was like cardboard with cheese. Yeah. With a little ketchup. <laughs> I'm not sure. Did you, are you guys familiar with Godfather's pizza? yeah oh yeah for sure so evidently the casey's pizza recipe that i think everyone on this call is familiar with is the old godfather's recipe i remember some vague story about them collabing on a pizza and based on the con way the contract was written casey's left with the recipe um and casey's pizza is insane so imagine godfather's buffet style pizza but it's all casey's pizzas incredible i just miss casey's i dig it i do too casey's is good do they do pizza in England? Like, yeah, they have Domino's. I got a Domino's down the street from me. Order it up. Is it like different than American pizza at all? Can you get no. weird stuff on for toppings? They have different like flavor combinations. A bunch of weird like hot and spicy. Um, Texas barbecue. That's pretty normal. American hot, which is just pepperoni, red pepper, and jalapeno. I feel yeah, like good, but I feel like, like American abroad, like American stuff abroad, is never actually like American. Like, yeah, you know. Okay, I was at KFC yeah. in England. Um, I was like out at the pubs. Is that, yeah. is that how they say it? Yeah. I feel like Shame is still listening, and they're gonna clown on me for the lad stuff I said. <laughs> um, Shout out to the Loomer Roundtable. Yeah, that'll be out <laughs> yeah. on Sunday, by the way. Um, yeah, I was out at the bars with some people and then they're like, let's go to KFC. And I was like, hell yeah, that sounds amazing. And like KFCs in the US aren't open that late. So you can't get fried chicken after the bar. 
So I was like so excited. And they don't have mashed potatoes. They give you chips. As really? In fries, I haven't but, like, been to the KFC here. I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, because I, I that's part of my favorite thing is like, you know, you get the fried chicken, you get some mashed yeah. potatoes and a biscuit. And no, it was chicken and fries, which is like, okay, but it's a little disappointing. It's not, it's not as good. In my mind, mashed potatoes are like more British than American. You know, yeah, like fingers and mash. Is super. British. Yeah. Yeah. I would have thought maybe they have like mushy peas or something. Can yeah. you get that on your pizza? Like a full English breakfast, like blood sausage, <laughs> toast. Gotta have toast because it's a beans on toast pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they have beans as a topping. No. <laughs> well, everyone's got a little can of Heinz at home. <laughs> yeah. You have breakfast pizza, a new a run for its money. You know what I really liked in Ireland was Supermax. Do they have that in the UK? I haven't. It's heard like of a that. It's like a fast food chain, apparently only in Ireland, but um, yeah. it's like burgers and like chicken sandwiches and stuff. But the cool thing is they have fries that have like sauce on them, you know, but all the sauces like match the combo you get. So if you get a chicken one, they've got like, like gravy on the fries. And then if you get like, you can get like a curry fry. It's good. Yeah. And it tastes oh. like real food. I think that's the big thing is in Europe, fast food tastes like real food. Yeah, because they don't just let people who are making money put whatever the fuck they want in food and sell it to people. They're like, it should be 99% food. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed you that. put a I little styrofoam in, but. Yeah. I don't eat fast food, like, at all, really, over here. I just get groceries, so I don't know a whole lot about the fast food stuff, but the groceries are, are different. Like, the biggest difference is the eggs over here. You know how you have to refrigerate eggs in the U.S.? you don't have to refrigerate eggs over here. I don't know, the U.S. puts something in the eggs to prevent salmonella that like makes you have to refrigerate them. But over here, they don't put that in there. I don't know, but I thought that was interesting. I still put them in the in the fridge out of habit, but nice to know I don't have to. <laughs> in case you run um, out of room. There's yeah. something similar with chocolate there, right? Like, um, yeah, the, the chocolate Cadbury's got like no wax in it, but in the U.S. we have this kind of waxy substance to keep it like stable at room temperature or whatever. Yeah, there's I don't know what the difference is, but it definitely tastes different for sure. Like Fanta tastes different over here. You get like an orange Fanta and it tastes like more like orange juice than orange soda. That makes sense. It's still carbonated, but it has like more of a natural flavor profile. Same with the grape that Fanta. It's that good, yeah. way better than like I don't know it's kind of like orange soda and grape soda here is like soda dressing up like that flavor it never feels like it's actually mm -hmm. like that flavor yeah it's weird I also think like the the not added sugar to things was really crazy to the point where like um especially when I was in England it was really hard to like get any type of soda with sugar in it which is fine because I don't really like soda that much but um I remember at some point being like, like having withdrawals from sugar. I was like riding in someone's car and I was like, I need some goddamn sugar right now. It was like an actual feeling I had. And it's yeah. so weird. I, like I just, cause everything's like injected into all the food here, like, you know, corn syrup and everything. And they just yeah. kind of don't have that as much. So and salts and everything. I was feeling like anxious about it. Um, do we have any more boycott stuff? anything else that we're against I don't have anything personally but my dad is hates Ruby Tuesdays and will not go into a Ruby Tuesday and one time there was you know he's had this vendetta for like 30 years 
Like it's been a long time. And one time there was no other place that would that we around for dinner. We're like, let's just go to Ruby Tuesdays. It's right here. So we went in and it was a horrible experience. The ser- the, the food was bad. They got the order wrong. The server was bad. Like, and I was like, okay, I get it. I get it now. But <laughs> he was like, see? Is, is that why he didn't want to go? Yeah, I guess he just had a bad, bad experience at Ruby, enough Ruby Tuesdays. He was like, I'm not going there anymore. Um, we convinced him to go <laughs> one like, more time. And he was like, see, I told you. <laughs> I told you. Because like when somebody says, I don't go to that restaurant, it usually makes me think like it, you did something, you know, yeah. like you had an altercation <laughs> at that restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had a, a coworker once who like it was um, I had done an internship and it was my last day. And we were all going to this bar and one of my coworkers is like, oh, no, I, I'm not going to go. Can't go there. I'm not allowed. And I was like, oh, all right. And he's like, yeah, basically my girlfriend worked there and I started shouting at her and we got in this huge shouting fight and I was really drunk and they had to drag me out. And I was like, man, you could have just said you weren't coming. Like, you didn't yeah. need to tell me that. <laughs> I didn't need to know that. <laughs> oh, that's bad. Okay, what's the coolest thing you've done by accident? It's the last aspiratic question. Does anyone have something good for this? I have a terrible one. Let's hear it. Um, okay, this involves spit. I was like 12 years old. You know, everyone's a little different, but I'm sure at some point you've spit in your life. If you're outside, maybe you spit, you're walking. You usually don't want to spit right in front of where you're walking because that's the direction you're going. One particular day, I spit straight in front of me and the trajectory of the spit in where my foot was, basically the spit passed under my foot and then my foot closed on top of it before it hit the ground. Like, <laughs> somehow everything had lined up between my spit that my stride didn't interrupt it, but it landed like perfectly between my foot and the ground as I stepped. I could never do anything like that again. <laughs> That's all I got. It's, it's not cool, right but like- It is cool in a way. I'm trying to imagine the curve you have to get. It's like, you know, yeah. like a, a beautiful soccer kick maybe is coming to mind, sort of of the trajectory of the spit. When I think it was like, you know, maybe a little windy that probably got involved so i could mm. never really replicate those conditions but definitely i always think about that like, i literally just stepped on my spit on the way down yeah anyway it wasn't good i thought you were gonna say <laughs> no. like you spit and it landed in someone's mouth or something i thought it was gonna be way worse <laughs> i definitely thought it was going in that direction too that's not yeah that's pretty cool i would say yeah that's oh, like you <laughs> in a vacuum unimpressive but i'm thinking about it a lot and i think it's cool you know i think it's cool yeah. just that i like witnessed it and experienced it i don't think like it, like you're saying it's not a cool thing but just how unlikely yeah yeah okay i have something really similar actually um in fifth grade our school did this field trip where they would take everybody to um like kind of like a summer camp type of thing for maybe a weekend i think or maybe a week i don't remember anyway uh, there was like archery and I had never done archery before, but me and my friend were like, yeah, we're totally going to hit like bullseyes. And so, I don't know, we were not doing that. Um, but I kind of like had this weird like arm jerk when I fired once and it like somehow skimmed the very top of the target in such a way where it flung the arrow back up and it like rocketed into the forest. And I don't know how it happened, but it was like this really cool ricochet where it came like this and then it went like, 
and like, like flew off the top of it. it. You crossbarred like the archery target. I I guess yeah. Um, and then we just laughed so hard and we had no idea. I don't I don't have a good grasp on physics, but I don't know how that was possible because it like somehow <laughs> gained a ton of power from hitting that like more than I put behind it when I fired it. It flew I swear like a hundred feet into the forest. So it's just like I was just like in amazement. I was still standing there with this bow. And I was like, what the hell did I just do? It's like a little plastic bow. <laughs> like you had to make a small kid one. <laughs> yeah. Fucking launch. The rubber band and a piece of paper. <laughs> do you have one, Karina? I I stabbed myself in the foot foot with a pitchfork. That was an accident. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Was it was badass. Cool. <laughs> Wait, Hard, is that hardcore. why? Is that why when we got stick and pokes, you had Hank do a three dots on your foot? <laughs> no. Oh, it should foot, have been. It was the other foot, not the one that I had the tattoo on, and it was only one prong. Mm. So um, I got to start thinking about my next tat. What's it going to be? This was like two, how many years ago? I don't even remember. Two years yeah. ago. 2018 probably yeah, yeah what are you gonna get i don't know are you can we get, okay like, wait i got an tattoo? awesome idea mm-hmm. name off like a tattoo you think is a funny idea that you probably wouldn't get like and my my starter to this is um kodak black in a ski mask in that breakfast club interview would be like like a drunken tattoo i would maybe get <laughs> like if i, if I, I was that. not in my right mind <laughs> i'll send you a picture Okay. For the folks at home, look up just Kodak Black Breakfast Club. Very iconic. Yeah, it's a very iconic there. interview. My stomach hurt. I think like an idea of a tattoo that I've been interested in getting for a while, but I probably never actually will. And I think it's just because it's kind of like a trend that's kind of come back up is like these 80s style tattoos that are like not necessarily anatomically perfect, but it's like of like skulls and reapers and barbed wire like the kind of stuff you see on like harley davidson merch or like people who are into harleys um and uh yeah i just basically met this guy in greeley before the pandemic who does that style of stuff and it's like real ignorant and degenerate not really skillful but like that's the vibe is like this shitty 80s tattoo and so i've kind of wanted this shitty 80s tattoo but they're also like a shitty 80s tattoo. Like, that's the problem. <laughs> so, like, I can't be like, yo, check out this sick tat. And it's like a fucking barbed wire reaper. I don't know. Like, that's not cool. Have you guys seen those? Uh, since Corona, people have been getting a bottle of Corona with like coronavirus on it as a tattoo. Kills me. Oh, man. Are you talking about like a bottle of Corona beer? Yeah. Um, as a tattoo with like a lime in it and everything for, for coronavirus 2020. Classic. Um, or corona you know yeah this is not a tattoo at they're all they're doing fine actually hmm? doing what's doing fine sorry there's a delay so every time i talk i accidentally interrupt um corona is doing fine the brand they are but we don't like brands so fuck you mm-hmm. and i think they're <laughs> like especially like beer companies and like conglomerate oh uh, kieran fuck kieran I don't know that. I don't know what that is. There's the big beverage group. Oh, the okay. one that the one that's on my shit list is um, Ambev. It's like all of the they own every beer, basically. Oh yeah, and like Nestle and all them. Yeah. They're all like fucking terrible. 
<laughs> this is great for the for the boycott question. <laughs> what do we have? <laughs> We're not going to get the pod- podcast sponsored by anyone. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, we already sent a big middle finger to all brands. So. <laughs> Every brand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay. What about those people for the tattoo thing? What about those people yeah. that get like Super Bowl champion like the day before the game is played? Yeah. I would do that. That would be funny. Be but funny not really. Bet. Yeah, that would be rough. Karina, what was your idea? It's tough. Like that. Like a sports. Oh, yeah, thing. logos. But, sorry, Karina, go yeah. ahead. Um, for what? For a tattoo? Yeah, you said you had an idea and then I didn't hear it. Um, me and Cooper talked about getting like peppers because yeah. we love Dr. Pepper and that was one of the first things we bonded over and we but thought a, we could get like a chili pepper yeah but that's a real tattoo like yeah that's gonna happen someday yeah someday I'm thinking Karina you should get a full back piece that's like Ponce de Leon's Fountain of Youth yes incorporates like indigenous imagery that we know from that period of time um Yep. Kind of totally. quest for youth is like the overarching theme and there's got like I said all these different motifs um, throughout the full back piece centered around the fountain of youth absolutely one of my totally favorite on places in Florida St. Augustine Florida has the fort the old fort made out of Cochina Coquina down there and there's a bunch of um, cool little like shops we went out there for like every school trip from like fourth grade to eighth grade with St. Augustine, Florida. So I'd probably, maybe I'd get the fort in the middle, and like the Goblet of Youth, little Portrait of Ponce. Um, Ooh, the Portrait of Ponce, got it. Portrait of Ponce, <laughs> little parrot, and then, yeah, pot of gold or something, I don't know. Yeah, I'll start drafting that up. I think it's funny that you were talking about the motif of the tattoo piece. I guess a work of art. That's, that's levels above what I've ever done. Well, you know. Mine, I mine think... don't have motifs. I think you might have motifs without realizing it. Like, I mean, do you have like three tattoos that have similar features? Isn't that all a motif is? Is like three instances of one thing? Mm. So like, I don't have I've three. Got, I only have two. So I've got three American style tattoos. I would say like that's kind of a motif. What is your other tattoo? Piece. Oh, Me? Onion boy. Yeah. Onion baby. Onion baby. <laughs> uh, here, I'll show. I'll show it to you. One sec. <laughs> you can record this one. It's on my leg. Well, the other one's on my leg, just higher up. Okay. It's wait. Let me turn the camera down. My onion baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh, I got that in Scotland. There is an artist that does that, and he, I don't know. It was on his Instagram, and he was like, "I love tattooing these wee ugly bastards on people," and he'd done it to a bunch of foreigners like people in Japan and Australia, and like Russian people and stuff. And I was like, dude, I want that onion baby. Like it looks dumb, but like in a, in a cool way. And he was like, yeah, I mean, it's not my life's work or anything. <laughs> I don't care if you call it dumb, but yeah, it was, it also was really well done, which is like the funny thing is like, I would love for him to do a real tattoo on me, but yeah, he just scribbled this out in like 20 minutes on my leg. Okay. Should we play a game? So I whipped up a quick game. I think it can go super quick, but it is a oldies song or death metal song. And so I'm going to give you the name of a track and you just got to tell me maybe as a group, talk it out, come to a single decision, however you want to do it. Um, Is this a death metal song or is this a oldies song? 
So okay. we're going to start off here. Earthly love. Death metal song? Oldies song. I'm, I feel like that's an oldies song, but I feel like maybe that's too obvious and it's actually a death metal song. You're trying to... There's a what lot mean, of curveballs in What do you mean by oldies? Like what genre? It's like 50s, 60s, rock and roll, bubblegum pop, stuff that would have been on the radio in the 50s yeah. and 60s, basically. Like, okay. It's so like Pat Boone, kind of, like something all the yeah. white folks could snap their fingers to? It's basically exactly either rock and roll or the type of rock and roll that was taken from Black people and played mm-hmm. by white people. It's the exact style of rock. Gotcha. I'm going to yeah. go oldies on this one. What do you guys think? I think so, too. Yeah, I'm good with that. Okay. We're going to say oldies. Final answer. Lock in it in. Final answer. Uh, okay. Earthly Love is performed by Canadian death metal band Gore Guts. Dang. Gore Guts. <laughs> yep. Of course. Uh, but we'll keep it moving here. We got Rip It Up. That's got to be an oldies song. That's I feeling so oldies too. to me. That sounds like something the kids would bop to at the, yeah. at the Soda Jerk. <laughs> the Soda Jerk. Uh, yeah, it's absolutely an oldies song. That's a little Richard joint. Um, moving right along here. Wolverine Blues. Death metal. Hmm. I, I when you say Wolverine blues, it kind of makes me think of like kids in letter jackets and their school's mascot is the Wolverines. Yeah. I'm thinking oldies, but we don't have to agree on everything, you know. I'm thinking I, oldies song though. I think I'm on Karina's team here with the death metal. Seems like a death metal Wolverines with the big claws. Seems scary to me. Um, well, it's interesting, Connor. My high school mascot was the Wolverines, so I totally get this vibe whenever I listen to this death metal song by Entombed. Shit. Yes. Yes. Entombed. Um, and that, it's a weird, that's off like a very early Entombed record that some people say is basically just like rock and roll with weird vocals. Um, so the hmm. Wolverine Blues thing is not a very heavy death metal thing. But moving right along here, who's sorry now? I'm going to say oldies again. Yeah, it sounds like a... Is anyone else? I'm going to say death metal again. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking oldies. Sounds like a, yeah, like a sad, like a like, Matt Cole song or something. Yeah, and I think a lot of them had uh, rhetorical questions for the answers. Like, totally. ain't that a shame? <laughs> That's true. You know. <laughs> Um, all right, well, Karina, are you going to change your answer? Sticking with death metal. I'll stick with death metal. I'll go with death metal. That is a Connie Francis oldie. Well done, Connor, especially paying attention to the rhetorical question song titling structure. Yeah, that was good. That was a good, good. A good tip. All right. <clears throat> if the truth be known. Mm. That sounds like death metal to me. Oh, I was going to say oldies. It could go either way. Both of them like to talk yeah. kind of with that the the fancy mm-hmm. like Victorian era type speak. But I'll go with death metal. It's death metal. That is napalm death. Maybe a curveball here. Maybe not. Two worlds become one. Go it is an oldie song. I think I've heard it. Right? Talk it out. What? Hey, let me know what answer you got. This is the, probably the biggest curveball. Okay, I so if don't we know need if it, it must be a death metal song. 
if it's a curveball. Maybe not. Or is he yeah. is he reverse oh. psychology me and it actually is an old <laughs> dog? It's a curveball. Yes. It's, think... it's not a curveball. <laughs> if I know death metal, like I think I do, which is not well, um, a lot of their themes are kind of like like mythical. Two worlds become one sounds like like a it sounds like the Hobbit kind of to me. Yeah. I, I just get Hobbit vibes or like Lord of the Rings. But that's just my like initial Passover. I've never heard this song. I'm not really familiar with death metal too much, but I know they like to go for that like sci-fi fantasy adventure type shit sometimes. I'm being I'm being swayed. I, I am think, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, good job, Connor. That was by Two Mold, death metal band out of Toronto, yes. and I really like the way you worked through it because it is totally like one of those concept albums. Um, and the Hobbit vibe is great. It starts off with a little acoustic picking Danish style guitar. So nice, nice. Well done, well done. Uh, Spiritual healing is the next track. All right, so gotta be I immediately, I immediately think of sexual healing by Marvin that's, Gaye. That's where I'm at too. So I'm just gonna say oldies because we haven't heard one in a while, but that could go either way for me. I don't know. Yeah, I'll go with Connor. I'll go with oldie. That is by a band called Death, which I'm sure, as you guys know, is not an oldies band. Um, but they're from also Florida. Death. That's funny. Yeah, Death is like arguably the first death metal band. Pretty Makes sense. Though. Is it, I think possessed. it's does the genre get its name because they were called death and it's like death's metal you know I, it's never been clear you know, to me the, that's the, the metal of death I don't know why more like the people who are making documentaries about that music scene and all that stuff literally no one asked that question I have been struggling my whole life to figure out is that the connection probably not but I've wondered um okay a couple more here the great pretender oh uh, I'll set this one up. I know exactly what song that is. Is it a that's death metal bad. song or is it an oldie? That's bad. I've basically just been doing what Connor has said for the last like three or four. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I don't know how old the song actually is that I'm thinking of. Maybe it's not. All right, you guys go. I'll uh, you can lead me this time. Okay, let's work this one out, Karina. Can, can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> uh, the name of the song is The Great Pretender. The Great Pretender. <laughs> That's seeming a little uh, sci-fi, mystical, like death metal yeah. to me, right? Yeah, let's do a death metal. OK. I'll uh, join in. Connor, I think, was on the right wavelength. This is an oldie from a band called oh. The Platters. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, I might have done a poor job setting this up, but I think Connor maybe got too worried about the oldie title. I don't know if all these songs are technically oldies, but it's basically just... No, I was, uh, I was thinking of Freddie Mercury, and then I realized oh. it's not really an oldie, but um, sure. there's a Queen song that's great called The Great Pretender. There's an anime on Netflix called Great Pretender, and that's the theme song, and it's really good. Definitely check that out. It's like Ocean's Eleven, but in an anime. Into that. 
Um, final one here. These arms of mine. It's gotta be an oldie. That's an oldie. Yeah, that's sounding old. Yeah, that is by Otis Redding, which is maybe yeah. one of the older songs on this. I um, love him. It was kind of the, the so that was the last one. Good job. Thanks for playing. I got a dream <laughs> to remember. Sorry. What I'm talking about. But basically I thought, you know, I like all these old songs. Some of them have like death metal style lyric or not lyrics, song titles. And I've yeah. obviously seen some like death metal tracks like Wolverine Blues. What the fuck is that? So <laughs> that's where it all came from. Wolverine Blues. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like that game a lot. That's fun. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. All right. Well, it was it was great, guys. See you. I'll see you next time. It was a fun one. See you next time. <laughs> have a good rest of your weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Have fun with your multiple friends, Connor. <laughs> yeah. I, might have, I might have three of them. Maybe That's... more. Whatever the normal amount is. <laughs> yeah, whatever um the number in your head is. is what I'm <laughs> All right, see you guys. See you guys. Bye. Bye.